Hi, and welcome to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. We're kicking off a new series here on the podcast called Real or Not Real Series. If you're new here, I launch my podcast episodes in different seasons that focus on a certain topic. For this season, I'm focusing on the social media facade of what's real and what isn't. As you've probably heard and know, social media is a highlight reel. We put out the best versions of ourselves, our achievements, milestones, victories, celebratory moments on social media, and I want to debate a few topics on this very facade. If you're reading the season and episode description, you'll see that I purposely spelled real differently. No, it's not a typo. I thought I should address in case I started getting questions on the misspelling of this podcast season. In this episode called Follower Growth, The Shady Side of the Gram, I'll talk about the shady practices people use for follower growth, a loop giveaway experiment I did last year, the consequences of buying followers, and more. Before I dive into today's podcast episode on shady follower growth hacks on Instagram, I wanted to do a little recap on what's happening in my life. So I can't believe it's finally June. I feel like May just happened and suddenly it was Memorial Day weekend and we're right into the unofficial start of summer. Work has been picking up lately, which is good. And I've been getting super excited about editing new content for new clients. In the past month, I traveled to Connecticut where two of my clients are located and was able to do one to two days of content shooting for them. So if you follow me on Instagram, I'll be posting more of those on my reels. So be sure to follow along so you don't miss out on what I've been working on. And do forgive me, I... To be honest, I actually had a margarita before recording this podcast, and I should have probably thought this out, thinking that, you know, maybe my lightweight self would be able to handle it, but I'm a little deep into the margarita. Anyway, one of my client's videos on TikTok went viral. It reached 4.4 million views to this day, and seeing her numbers on TikTok and Instagram skyrocket has been truly something. I love being able to understand the psychology behind people's impulses on social media platforms, and it's been extremely helpful looking through my clients' insights during this process. She's also had a tremendous growth on Instagram, and I think it's related to her TikTok following, which is also growing significantly by the day. I mean, a few months ago, we were at 5K, And now we're almost halfway to 100K. And it's crazy how things go viral and certain content takes off. And not just that, but her Instagram growth has also just shot up. It's because one of her reels that I posted for her reached a million, actually more than a million views now. And I believe she went from 87K to almost 91k in just over the weekend like i said it just blows my mind how much reach tiktok and reels really have and this is what i truly love doing the strategy portion behind organic growth on social media 
I talk a lot about it on my Instagram, so I figured, why not expand it on here for a podcast series? I know there's so much to cover and so much to talk about, so I figured we'd start with the thing people usually approach me with, and that is, how do I grow on social media? Well, to start, each social media platform is tailored differently. For instance, the audience you might have on Instagram might not quite be the same as your Facebook or LinkedIn audience. On LinkedIn, your audience might be tailored towards your professional life, career, job, that sort of thing. Depending on how you're presenting yourself on Instagram, personal or a mix of personal and professional, let's say as a creator or quote influencer, your audience will have a different reach. Instagram is actually rolling out new insights so you can understand how your content is performing. As a creator and even a social media strategist, this is super important to me. I'm viewing metrics for my clients, my own brand, and what trends are changing with the times. Now, Instagram offers Reels analytics where users can see metrics including plays, accounts reached, uh, likes, comments, saves, and shares. The saves one is huge because we never know or we never knew how many people were saving our Reels. And now we see it all. Another new upgrade is the, is the IG Live analytics where users can now see the number of, of counts Sorry, I'm getting so excited about this. I'm like stumbling over my words. Where users can now see the number of accounts reached, beat concurrent viewers, comments, and shares. That's a big step up for those who are going live on IG. We used to not even have those analytics. And when you're live, you're not really focused too much on the viewers, comments, and shares. So this is extremely helpful. Also, there's a new upgrade to the Instagram Insights. The new format provides transparency on the accounts you're reaching, which content formats are the most effective at driving reach, and how many non-followers you're reaching. Super helpful, all insightful stuff. Keep in mind, the Instagram Insights are only available to business and creator accounts, and you can access this by changing the type of account you currently have in settings. I can't stress enough how important it is to understand Instagram analytics because this is a key step to building the best content strategy for your business or personal brand. I encourage you to take advantage of these insights and learn more about them so you can be in the know of what is working for you and what isn't. The thing about growth on social media is that people tend to focus solely on the numbers Higher likes, higher views, higher number of followers equals growth, right? Not necessarily, and I'll tell you why. Growth doesn't always have to be quantitative. In fact, growth is also qualitative. I'll speak for my personal brand, for example. If I scroll down to my first year here in New York City, my content was styled differently. My focus was different at the time, so was my style, and also my messaging. I was new to the city and wanted to explore more of it, so that was what my content focused on. 
I was working a full-time corporate job at the time. I was just in a different place. When I look at my content then to where my content is now, I see tremendous growth. I've been able to reach a different audience with my tips, New York content, and sharing more about my personal and professional life. I'm in a much better place than I was three years ago. Because I'm constantly growing on a daily basis, so will my content. I fluctuated with follower growth, but my mindset on that has also changed. I focus less on trying to attain more followers and focus more on growing and learning more about the ones I currently have and how I can reach the audience that is truly interested in the content I'm sharing and putting out. Even though I may not have grown a significant amount of followers since then, I'm happier than I've ever been because I truly feel free from the numbers. I talked about this in an old podcast episode called Finding Light in Your Darkest Moments. I used to let numbers define me growing up. I battled something internally for nearly eight years and hid it from the rest of the world. As someone who doesn't give up until she reaches her goals, that mindset led me down a dark path. And every so often, I'll think back on those times and feel grateful for where I am now. If you want to listen to that episode, I believe it's episode 13. Anyway, back to the numbers. Because I let numbers dictate my worth, that toxic mindset drew me to the number game on social media. I would only think of growth in terms of follower count and likes and used to get so frustrated when something didn't perform well. Over the years, I've changed the way I view my content because my frustrations distracted me from the real reason I was posting in the first place. Because I liked the photos, because I liked the content. And if I liked it, then what did it matter how many likes it had? That's the thing. These numbers will rob you of any joy and happiness if you let it. I can't tell you how liberating it feels to not focus on the numbers anymore and focus on growth in terms of qualitative things. When working with clients, this is something I emphasize a lot in our meetings. I encourage them to focus on where they are growing in terms of their brand, quality, and engagement rather than how many people followed them that day. I assure you, shifting your mindset with quality over quantity will give you that peace and happiness in the long run. If you're trying to grow on different social media platforms, it's best to understand what each platform provides and what's different about each of them. By doing this, you're able to understand how you can utilize certain platforms, and which ones can provide you the most growth. If you're in the news space, Twitter is a great place for growth. Follow and interact with the ones you want to engage with. I feel like a lot of people don't end up interacting with the people they want to interact with because of fear. People fear what might happen if they reach out. But so what? What's the worst thing that will happen? They won't respond? Well, Aren't you already in the same place as you started then? I can't tell you how many times I've reached out to people on a whim and got follows and messages back. 
If you don't reach out, you'll never know. One shady follower growth strategy is buying followers. And I say strategy in quotations. This is something I strongly attest. In my first year as a full-time influencer, I worked with someone who offered to buy me followers. I was the content creator for his company at the time and was shooting content for hospitality brands in New York City. I saw the way he managed his accounts and though he had a great work grind, I learned then and there that if I ever did social media management for a brand, I would not go that route. And I definitely would not encourage it. Several times when we were working together, he'd bring up buying me followers just to get me, quote, there. I didn't even know what there meant. 60K, think about it. I could easily get you to 60K and then you'll be good. People need to see your work and your talent and this follower count will take you places. I remember hearing him saying that and it struck me. I thought, wow, do people really think that way? My follower count determines my skill, my talent. People won't acknowledge me if I don't have a higher follower count. But the truth is, buying followers just doesn't sit right with me. And I couldn't do it. I politely declined many times and made a mental note that one day I'd prove him wrong. That no, the only way for people to acknowledge my skill and talents wasn't because of how many followers I had. It wasn't because I decided to take the shortcut and accept temporary happiness. Could I have gotten brand deals with more value? Perhaps. But would I have felt truly authentic taking that route? Certainly not. You need it, he told me. Those three words echoed in my head for a week straight. It almost felt like mockery. Like I wasn't good enough without the extra boost that would tarnish my authenticity. I stopped working with him a few months later, but that was one of the biggest lessons I remember to this day. Buying followers was a shortcut to temporary happiness. I didn't want that. I wanted to build organically, take the long road, even with the possibility that I could never make it there. I promised myself when I started my business that I would focus on organic growth. And that is why I strongly emphasize it. Because in a social media world of shady practices and shortcuts, I don't ever want to look at what I created and not feel proud of the hard work I put into it. It's a rewarding component of what I do. And it's that very feeling that reminds me why I'm doing what I'm doing. Even just today, I went for a run and it hit me. My happiness. I just couldn't contain it. I felt this outpour of happiness from the successes of my work lately. Working with Jody, a client who has been with me from the very start of my social media strategy business, has been so rewarding in many ways. Like I had mentioned earlier, we recently reached 1 million views on our Instagram Reels, which shot her up from 87K to almost 91K now. And then her TikTok video that went viral reaching 4.4 million views. 
And seeing your hard work perform well with people engaging and interacting with it is just a feeling that I simply cannot describe. But this feeling reminds me of how passionate I am about this, how much I wanted this from the beginning, and how I'm finally able to pursue what I want as a career, even though it took two years of working in toxic environments to get here. And I can feel it. I'm in the stage in my life where this has my full priority and my full attention. My career right now is what I want to explore and keep growing in, as well as my faith, which, because of my faith, I've been able to really excel in my career. You know when you finally find your calling for something? I think that's where I'm at now. When I finally feel like I know where I belong and where I want to be, and this only feels like the beginning. But anyway, back to the point I was making. I know this road isn't easy, and I think it's all these lessons and difficult people I've come across that I needed to learn from or overcome to get to this point. And I've been able to figure out where my values lie. I don't ever promise my potential clients that will that I will help them reach X number of followers. But something I do promise is that I will help you build a community. Build something that matters more than just the numbers. Because I don't want to focus on short-term goals. Instagram itself is a short-term goal. To be successful on the app is a stepping stone. It shouldn't be the end goal. I hope that I'm able to help my clients grow that community on the social media platform and then expand to greater things. That is the goal. And on top of that, I want to focus on the why. Why do people buy followers? Why do it? Like my previous story about someone who wanted to buy followers for my account, he made the notion that buying followers is the quicker way to be known as an influencer. And I wish he was wrong, but sadly he's not. Here in New York City, I'm surrounded by a lot of quote influencers who have bought a lot of their followers and also engaged in these shady IG practices. I won't name any names, but there's quite a few I've ran into here. A lot of these influencers are able to attend exclusive events and even earn higher end brand deals because of their follower account. And I hope this continues to change in this industry. I hope brands are able to research the influencer, dig into their insights, and not just focus on their following count. There's so much more than that. There's more than just shady practices to buying followers. Another one is the ghost and loop giveaways. I did a blog post on this last year. I did an experiment on my account and my cat's account. I was transparent with my audience and let them know I was doing a ghost giveaway to show you what happened when you did one of these, why you shouldn't participate in these, and then the results, all recorded and documented in my blog post. The ghost giveaways basically allow you to not even post on your Instagram. So no one really knows you're doing a giveaway, but you pay almost 300 to 1K to enter the giveaway, and a celebrity or influencer with more than 1 million followers will post about it. It's shady because 
you're claiming to help your community by giving back when you're not even posting about the giveaway. It's just an excuse to basically buy your followers. And then it's so obvious when your followers jump randomly and then decline after a few weeks. Like we don't catch that. (laughs) I promise you, we do. And when I do see that, my respect for you also declines. You don't even have to show me what kind of person you are because your actions speak louder. And that leads me to my last point. You're going to lose your authenticity if you go this route. Just know that. So the question is, what's really important to you? If your integrity is already out, what more can I expect from you? I already lose trust because you practice shady acts on Instagram. So how can I trust you to help me with your services? Like I said, this is truly something I'm passionate about. And I could talk on this all day long. If you ever do want to continue this conversation, you can either DM me on Instagram at bygracely or send me an email at gracefullymade.com. On that note, the key takeaways here are Remember that growth isn't always measured in quantity. It's also measured in quality. There are many shady practices on Instagram that can help you achieve the quickest form of growth. Truly ask yourself why you want to do it, and then ask yourself if you do proceed, is it worth it? Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode where I cover another topic on what's real and what isn't in the world of social media. This one is on travel content, doing it for the gram. And as always, if you have any questions, feedback, or topic suggestions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.